right? And what we feel isn't going to matter because if it did, our children would not say some of the horrible things they say to us. You know, we had a, an incident. Our daughter's 16 and a half, and she's great. We love her, but she is, she's an independent, strong young woman who thinks she's 20. And we have this challenge in our community is children can drive at 16. And yet we have a lot of accidents with young people driving. And so we're cautious about who she can go in the car with, especially cautious about her going in the car with her boyfriend. And so we had certain rules. And one of the rules is that you're not allowed to go in a car with more than two people because studies show that when the number of young people in a car increases, the chances of an accident goes up dramatically. And the other rule we have is you can't go on a major highway at high speeds with an experienced driver. So those are our two rules. Well, it happened that my wife was away. She was up visiting her mom, and my daughter and I, Ava and I were having dinner, and her boyfriend was over, because he's over a lot eating dinner. He's a great guy. Um, we like him. If he weren't her boyfriend, we'd really like him. And um, we're there, we're talking, and Ava announces. I said, so what are you doing tomorrow? And she said, well, tomorrow, Kristen and Hedda and I are going up to Baltimore to pick up Rosemary, and I think that's 37 and a half miles. And how old are those drivers? And they're 16, 17, 16, 16. And there are gonna be four people in the car. And I said, does your, I don't know about this, Ava. I'm not sure you're gonna be able to do that. Oh no, mom said it was all right. <laughs> right? That's an important refrain in our house. And so Carol came in late that night. The next morning we were out running, which is usually the time we get to talk. And I said, in typical fashion, I can't believe you told Ava that she can go. To <laughs> I did say that, right? I did. I did. And uh, she said, I did not tell Ava she could do that. And so we go back home and we have to have this conversation. At 7.15 in the morning, our daughter leaves at 7.30 for the carpool. Ava, what's the story about you going in the car? You know you're not supposed to go in the car with lots of people. Well, you said it was okay. She says to Carol, and I, Carol said, I did not. She said, well, you didn't say it wasn't okay. <laughs> and so we said, well, you're not going. I'm not going. You're ruining my life. That's where it went. You're ruining my life. I can't believe you're saying this. You embarrass me in front of my friends. You always change things. And she starts crying. I'm not going to school. I can't go to school. This is 7.15 in the morning. This is not what you need as a parent. I've got a big test. I'll fail that big test. It's your fault. And she's crying. And it was unbelievable. And we felt awful, 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 awful. Well, to make this long story short, she reached a point where Carol just said, you're going to school, and if you're not going to school, forget the party you thought you were having this weekend. You're just going to school. And she, a couple of minutes later, said, fine, I need a ride up to the corner. So she went up the corner, and all the way, Carol said she gave her looks, dagger looks, <laughs> got out of the car and said, I'm going anyway to Baltimore, right? Last thing she said, and off she walks. So here you have it. Carol comes home, we feel awful. I mean, we feel like this is child abuse. This really is. There's, there ought to be a law. We feel like we've been beaten, right? She gets to school. 30 minutes later, the phone rings, and she said, 
because she knew that Carol was going to be in Baltimore, could pick up her friend. She said, oh, would you pick up Rosemary on your way back from Grandma's? That was it. She was over it. Were we over it? No. And that's when I realized that if you parent a teenager, there are going to be times if you really do the work of trying to get them to do what's right, that it's going to feel bad, but it's not going to mean that you're doing a bad job. You know, the emotional travails of raising a teenager are significant, but they're just part of the journey. You know, once we get to the Rockies, we get these beautiful views, but the weather changes dramatically. There are places in those mountains where you, are, you know that it's not friendly, right? There are glaciers, there are storms. You can go from a sunny, beautiful day to a stormy day in 30 minutes. What is it that they say? You know, if you don't like the weather in the Rockies, just wait an hour. And it's like that with a teenager. You know, just dramatic peaks and valleys, beautiful vistas and unbelievable challenges. You know, I should say, I usually start my talk with a disclaimer. But if you ask my daughter, she, she told this story one day. She, the girls in her class had had an overnight in September. They were having a party, and thanks to the wonders of cell phones, they called some of the boys in their class at about 11.30 to see if they wanted to meet and play, play flashlight tag out behind their house. At least that's what they said, flashlight tag out behind their house. And so they went out in this park, and the boys were there, and they're running around in the rain, and they're screaming, and they wake up the mother, who finds them all out there, and is really disappointed. And so she calls all the parents to say, you know, the kids have broken trust. I thought that when they went to sleep, they were asleep, and lo and behold, they're out. So what should we do? And the parents get together, and they say, well, they shouldn't have any overnights for a while, any sleepovers. Well, okay, we'll do this. <laughs> 